to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast again. Thanks for coming back this week. Today, I am your only host. It's me, Amanda Kingsley. Tara is off duty today because we have a guest expert. And um, today, Laura and I are here to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. So we say that every single episode, but I feel like today that last piece is super duper important because Laura and I are here to talk about wealth. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here today. So Laura Towns um, is local to me. Uh, that's how we met, which is, oh, I don't know, maybe we met in the online world and um, have connected. Because I think we did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. Um, but Laura works in financial advising, and she came to this work through her work as a spiritual coach and a money coach and working with women in their transformational experiences. Um, she's also a yoga teacher and probably lots of things that I don't even know about. <laughs> she's landed in this world of financial advising. And one of my absolute favorite things about Laura from the very minute that I met her was her comfort level around money and talking about money and um, releasing the guilt around money and talking about the desire for money and um, she just makes it feel really spiritual and amazing and so I'm super glad to have you here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's such a nice introduction. Is there anything you want to add? Is there anything that I missed about you and your beautiful self that you want to share with listeners? No, I think you, you captured everything. You know, I'm, this is the, the work that I'm doing now is a, an outgrowth of the work that I was doing before as a coach and, um, what I found, maybe we'll just jump into this. Shall we just jump into this? Like how let's jump. Okay. We'll just jump right in. So what I found when I was working with women around sort of spiritual development, personal growth, business growth, um, and it just led to money. The conversation kept coming back over and over again to money. Like, how do I get more money? How do I make more money? Like, like that was sort of the constant under, like low level freak out that pretty much everybody I knew had, including <laughs> myself. I just yeah. definitely had a, I was a train wreck with money for most of my adult life. And so it was a source of deep inquiry and fascination for me. And as it turns out, it was the same kind of thing for many, many of my clients, most of them. Yeah. And what I came to learn through my own experience and what I came to, the way I came to work with women was to understand the connection between money and joy and money and worth, money and our self-worth. Yeah. So the, you know, the, the difference for me came when I, dropped the story that I had about whether I was worthy or not. And this is, this applied everywhere, but of course it applied with money because money only it's, it's part of the universal flow. And if we're blocking it with this story, this completely fictitious story that we're not worthy in whatever way. So for me, it was the conversation around of divinity, actually being the divine being that we are, that I am, that you are, that everybody is. Most of us walk around completely separate from that knowledge and we suffer. 
And one of the ways we suffer is that we block off the flow of many things in our lives, many things that want to come into our lives, ease, harmony, uh, just sort of open pathways. But the, one of the biggest ways is that we block the flow of money. We have a, it's impossible for us to receive what actually wants to come to us. So, you know, that's kind of a very quick summation of how I came to correct or heal my money. That was one side of the equation. That was sort of the inner work. The other side was the very practical on the ground, like, okay, now what? <laughs> now that I have money, how do I actually use it? Here we are. Like, it's all well and good to talk about this spiritual and universal flow and this divinity, but we live in this world. We live in this world where we have to plan for the future. If I want my children to have uh, some money to be able to go to college with, I need to plan for that. If I want to have money that's going to support me when I'm not able to generate an income, aka a retirement fund, I need to plan for that. Right. So how do we do those things? How do we, you know, and what happens if we want, if, you know, is it um, unspiritual to want something like another home or a vacation or nice clothes? Is it, you know, so all of those questions to tease out and get really comfortable and neutral with, you know, if, it, if we're still asking those questions, we're not, it's not neutral yet. It's like, of course, Ooh, it, every, it's all okay. It's all okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, if we're still asking that question, that means there's a charge for it. That means it's still up, it still exists in this kind of binary way for us. It's, it wow. exists outside of us. So, right. right. So the, the thing is really to, to integrate that so that and it's almost like you diffuse the question. You diffuse it. It doesn't have any charge anymore because it's just, of course, if you want to have a vacation, if you want a second home, if you want to be able to buy, you know, go shopping without thinking about whether you can afford the $70 shirt, or maybe you should just get the $40 shirt or the $20 shirt. You know, if you go through all of that, that is an enormous amount of psychic energy. And you're literally just fighting with the universe. You're fighting yeah. with yourself. You're right. fighting with God. Mm. Okay. Whoa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having all these ha-has. You're breaking up a tiny bit, but I, okay. I, I yeah. Um, Wow, this, I, I mean, I've talked to you about this before, but this, this spiritual connection is just so mind-blowing to think about, um, and I love the way you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and it, it's so simple. We, we humans complicate it. Like, it's just, like, it's like we have nothing better to do. We just complicate things. <laughs> it's really very, very simple, and it comes back to just dropping all of that. And so you can, you know, you can keep going. Everything you run up against, you can ask whether you can drop it or not because there's, you can feel the difference in your body when you have a story about something that elicits a sort of contracting response in your body, yeah. um, something that brings a little pain or anxiety or some sort of sensation versus something that just, when you feel it, when you sort of embody it, it's neutral. and it's it's really worth it to do that work with any question that comes up, any sensation or pain. And this is, and you know, I'm talking very broadly here. It applies to money, but it applies to every, every place in our lives where we start to feel something in our body. And that feeling is an invitation to go into it and to see where we can see what's underneath it and yeah. to see if we can arrive at a place of just dissipation, dissipating mm -hmm. that. But to bring that back to sort of real life, 
Yeah. I wanted to be able to, you know, it was like I'd be working with all these women and then I'd say, now, you know, now you need to meet with a financial advisor and do your, you know, your tax planning and your, your money planning and all. And I was like, why, why can't I do that? Why? And I really love talking with people about money and helping them reach their goals, helping them identify their goals. That's the first thing. Many people don't even know what they want. Yeah. But being able to sit with a family, a woman, um, you know, whether it's a intergenerational, sometimes the clients that my, I'm working with a firm right now and the clients that we work with are multi-generations of families. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, usually two or three generations at this point. And to be able to kind of hear their, hear what they're going for and then help them create a plan to get there and then provide them the service and and money, as you know, it's, it's such a charged thing for so many people. It, you know, people get weird around money. So I, when I sit with people as a coach and when I see my, my boss, the one who owns this firm sit with people it's like we're providing, it's almost the ministry yeah. and the kind of That's listening. Yeah, it, it really is. And yeah. uh, it's, you know, I trained very early on in my life to be a chaplain. That was my calling mm. and I, to be a chaplain, not in a church setting, but to work with people in hospice. And the spiritual path has been sort of the, the constant thread in my life since I was very young. So finding a way to bring spirituality, not in an overt, explicit way, but in my own being to this, what feels like a very unspiritual um, industry, financial right. advising, right? <laughs> right. It, but it's perfect. It's getting to sit with people and helping them with kind of um, bridge that, that feeling, that space between where they are now and where they want to be. And to help them like, across that bridge. It can be really scary for people to talk yeah. about money. It can be very scary for people to look at where they are now and maybe how far they have to go in order to get where they want to be. And it can feel daunting. Right. So I get to be somebody who holds my hand out and helps them across that bridge, helps them see that it's not as scary. Most of the time, it's not as scary as people have made it out to be in their own yeah. heads. So true. It's even just like, Sometimes I'll go to pay bills and I like have so much fear around it. And then I sit down and I'm like, well, that was really easy. Not a big deal at all. Right. <laughs> like, right. I, love, I forget what you said earlier, but something about like, we've nothing better to do than to complicate our lives with all these That's crazy, right. <laughs> crazy thoughts. But I love the way you're talking. Like, I just keep hearing the word intimacy and there's just like, like the more intimate you become with money, like I'm someone who resists wanting to follow a budget and understand money and get how the stock market works. And like, I don't want, I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But blocking that intimacy with money is like, it's like blocking spirituality. It's like all, I don't know. It's just making so much sense as you're talking about it. But yeah, like the more intimate you can get with the energy of money, the easier it's all going to flow is, is sort yeah. of hearing. Yeah. And it's not that, you, that, that everybody should or has to um, go out and learn about the stock market or even that you have to create and follow a budget. That's, 
I don't think that's required for everybody. I think so that what happens is that when we let ourselves become unconscious about our own money, like how much we have, how much we're spending, when we let ourselves go there, then we create problems for ourselves because then we get scared because we just don't know. It's just a lack of information. Yeah. So there can be a very simple, um, you know, we can develop the muscles for ourselves to just sit down on a weekly basis and reconcile our bank accounts, pay our bills, but to do that on a weekly basis, not on a, at the very last minute or when something is overdue or whatever. Right. That can be a very easy habit to cultivate, but learning, um, you know, having to like delving into the financial markets or learning about bonds and investing in equities and all that, like, that's just not, you don't have to do that. That's, you that's why I exist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exactly. right. And so, it, you know, if but it's a calling, sure. but like a lot of people have a fear about in getting someone with financial expertise involved in their life. You know, it's like know. outsourcing anything. Why don't we outsource our understanding of money to someone who actually does? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we outsource the farmer to grow our food. Like, why don't we get somebody in to be like, here's what's going on? Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I am super grateful people like you exist. <laughs> yeah, I need, yeah. I know I need it. It's, it's not a world that I want to learn and understand. But I also don't want to be afraid of it. That's the, that's the line, I think, is like Ex releasing the fear around it. Exactly. But not having... So but that's the... That's the um, that's the place of curiosity right there is, mm. well, why are you, why are we afraid of this? Like, what is it that is contributing to that? That's the place to kind of get curious. Like, what do we think is going on? And that's, you know, if I were to advise anybody who has that experience, that's the thing to sit with because yeah. there's something underneath that. There's some story you have about what it's going to mean if you look at your money, what it's going to mean if you, there's some something there that's worth going into. And I and would just guess that time after time after time, it does come back to worth. You're feeling yeah. self-worth. I mean, that must be the most common thing that it comes back to. <laughs> I would think that's true. And I think there, there is this, um, because looking at our own money might reveal a lack, an actual yeah. lack. And we right. might feel pain if we then have to restrict or be careful about how we spend. Like there's, there's something that's gotten conflated in our experience. And I, you know, I know for me, that was true. That was how I, why I didn't look at my bank accounts, why I was afraid to, because I was like afraid of that feeling of yeah. lack. And so what that meant ultimately was that I didn't have faith. I didn't trust God. <laughs> this really comes down to that. Yeah. Like I didn't trust when I when I'd have that lack feeling, that is a, an immediate and profound pointer to one place where I'm not trusting God. I'm not surrendering. So if there's one question or one, um, one sort of mantra that I have in my own life now, it's where can I surrender more? Mm -hmm. I love that question. It's Right. And that's, you know, that's this place where, and, and it's usually very stealth. It's cloaked. You know, you can't, I don't see it at first, but as an example, when we're afraid to look at our own bank account, 
and pay our bills. In my experience, I realized that it was because I was afraid of that feeling of lack that I would get. When I saw something, maybe I'd see that I didn't have very much or didn't have enough or I wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do because I had to prioritize other things. So it pinched, you know, it hurt. And then I didn't want to feel that. And so, but what I realized was that 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 avoidance, the desire to avoid those feelings underneath that fundamentally, it was a lack of trust, a lack of trust in God. So it was a lack of surrender to, uh, to God, to just allow. Yeah. And that's the, you know, this is, I'm talking, it's so funny to be talking about all of this on this one side and, and tie it back to financial advising and why mm-hmm. I'm doing the work that I'm doing. But really this is the, all of the behind the scenes work for, uh, you know, for any of us who struggle with money and by struggle, I don't mean whether you have enough or don't have, you could have a, a million dollars in your bank account and still struggle with money. Meaning you could still have a, a charge around it. You could still be terrified that you're going to lose it. That's a charge. So it's not really about how much money you don't have, although certainly having eliminate problems or worries, but fear and that, that, that fear of lack, that sort of story, it doesn't solve or cure that server problem. And that's really what's most interesting to me when I'm working with women on a coaching basis, I'm like on that side of things. Yeah. Oh, it is such beautiful work. And I just, I am going to guess that in the world of financial advising, there are very few women who go, well, very few women, first of all, (laughs) and very few people who go as deeply spiritual, like into this, um, and I'm just, I guess I'm just like, my head is imagining, or my heart is imagining what would happen if more people in the financial world um, really thought about money the way that you do. Because it is, it is also possible to not think about any of this and just do the numbers. And yeah. Numbers, numbers, numbers. And um, that's actually totally fine, too. Yeah. But our our world is so money charged and so money anxious and so um, money edgy that uh, you know if if everyone were to listen to this podcast, <laughs> this one episode, <laughs> um, I'm just imagining how much um, peace we could bring to money if more people saw it the way that you see it. And I want to thank you for doing this work because I just think that um, it's such a gift to have people like you showing up and talking about things like retirement funds and, um, you know, college savings plans and whatever it is, all those pieces, because um, even if you are just talking about the numbers with a client and they're not really there to, to talk about divinity and spirituality, <laughs> um, it's coming through, right? Like you, that's the energy exactly. going to the industry. Um, and 
I just want to thank you for doing that because it's so incredible. And I am personally really excited that you're local because then I can refer all my people. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's amazing. I work, I work, the firm that I landed with is actually a firm that is, it's an independent firm. Yeah. Run by a woman. She's been in the industry for 27 years. It's right here in Greenfield. Amazing. And it's the, so she's the owner and principal. Her vice president of operations is a woman and she's training me, bringing me in. And I think that there is, you mentioned earlier that there, you don't think there are a lot of women in this industry. And it's true. I think it's fewer than 20%, less than 20% yeah. uh, of financial yeah. advisors. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and women are like, I think in the next, I don't know, five or 10 years, more than 50% of wealth legacy decisions and financial decisions will be made by women. So it is a very, and women prefer by and large to talk to other women about money, about financial advising. So this wow. is all research that the firms, the larger firms have done. And they know that recruiting women into this field is an important business move because it better serves future clients. Yeah. The fact that I am in a, a firm now that's run by women and it's an independent firm. So it's got her, her stamp all over it. It reflects who she is as an investment advisor and a yeah. financial planner, financial advisor, and who she is as a person, which is very warm and very welcoming. And mm. I told her yesterday, the first time I sat with her to just have a conversation, she listens so intently. Mm. And it's, you know, it's just, you know, to sit with somebody who does that and really hears you and asks a couple of guiding questions, but then just listens. It's, you know, that in itself is a gift. So, yeah, well, it's um, money is a place where many, many people feel unsafe. And so she's yeah. bringing that sense of safety to this place that people maybe have never felt safe talking to anyone about money. So that yeah. is beautiful. We are coming to time here. So let's just say our listeners are like, whoa, my mind's been blown a little. I'm thinking about things a little bit differently. What's the first thing I can or I mean I don't want to use the word should but like what what can I go do now to shift things just a little bit like just one step in a new direction well I think that the the, the biggest gift a person can give themselves is to get curious about what they're avoiding and why they're avoiding it so if it pertains to money, to just give themselves time, stop beating yourself up, first of all, because that's a complete waste of time, waste <laughs> of energy. So if you're somebody like me who would, would avoid and then I would beat myself up for avoiding and all that, just drop it. Like, just stop. <laughs> just, just stop it. Just <laughs> stop it. Because that's just a, that's like a kind of an over, and it's an indulgence in something that you don't even need to. It's a waste of time. It's a distraction. So stop beating yourself up. and then. Uh, get curious about why you might be avoiding and then give yourself, you know, what I would do is I would make money dates with myself and I called them sacred money dates oh. and I would burn some sage or I think I got some cedar or something that was very clearing around money and around, and I would make it a real, like I really created an intention for myself that allowed me to come to this weekly practice with ease and with, as, as something I, actually look forward to rather than something mm. I dreaded. 
Oh, wow. So that's a very simple thing for people who are sort of wrestling with this in their own homes. And then, you know, I'm not coaching anymore right now because I'm really focused on the financial advising. So I'm not able to offer services per se. I do have a blog. I haven't written very much lately, but people can go to my blog and read and see, just see if there's anything that resonates there. But then, you know, if there, if somebody's at the point of wanting to meet with, meet with an expert to sort of review their financial situation and talk about their goals, then find somebody in your community. You can ask around. References are always good. If you ask other people, who did they go to for financial advising? I'm happy to give the name of the firm that I work with. People are welcome to go to the website and check that out. Yeah, please. I'm not a, we can link. Yeah. It. My, the firm that I work with in Greenfield is called Family Legacy Partners. And, and then even if people who are not local go look, they can sort of compare and say, yeah, or something absolutely. Like <laughs> and we actually work with clients, uh, Cynthia. So I'm not meeting with clients personally yet. Cynthia is my, um, the, the owner and the principal of the firm, but she works with clients all over the country. So awesome. local or not local, you know, sometimes people like to meet in person with their financial advisor. And I get that. It's nice to sit across the table from somebody and really see them and feel them and be in the same room with them. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, anyone who is local or who wants to hop on a plane, Laura is going to be speaking at the Spirited Growth Summit, Yay! which is November 3rd. Tara and I are hosting that with three beautiful, amazing, and wise experts, and Laura is one of them. So um, if you're ready to dig more into what she has to say about money, um, some of it probably will be very similar and just sort of like get in there with, with us all and talk about this. Please um, come join us at the Spirited Growth Summit and we will put a link in the show notes to um, grab your tickets to that. But it is on my website, amandastarkingsley.com and you'll see the Spirited Growth Summit. So hop on over and come play with us for the day. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited and so looking forward to that. Wow. It's going to be great. So thank yeah. you so much, Laura. Um, uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we hop off or shall we call that a wrap? I think yeah, I just, I'm thrilled for the work that you're doing. You are an amazing coach, Amanda. And I'm, I'm just, it's, I know that the people that you work with are so well served by your presence and your listening. And I just love getting to know you. And I love that we got to have this conversation today on your podcast and I'm looking forward to the summit. I know. We got to spend more time together, girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.